Go nowhere now. Go nowhere Welcome to Going Nowhere Now, a podcast that asks some big life questions without simple self-help answers. Uh, my name's Mahisha. And my name's Kenneth. We're the editors of Advocate magazine, and today we'll be asking the question, what is groundedness? Talking, thinking about the de- definition, because when you say groundedness, most people don't know what you mean or they um, confuse it for things like mindfulness, centeredness, you know. But then I also think, is a definition even helpful? And a lot of the time, the definition is only helpful when you come up to the alternatives of being grounded. I mean, how did you come to this idea of groundedness? Well, that's what I mean. Like, I think groundedness, for me, it's really defined through feeling ungrounded. Ah, okay. You know, untethered, unconnected, too much monkey brain. Uh, not really, not really self-aware, uh, and part of that often, if you're talking about everyday life, it's being anxious, being anxious, mm. being overwhelmed easily, not yeah. in control of your emotional state, and relying on the world to kind of dictate to you calmness, rather than being able to find calmness in the world. You know, I think grounded people, when something, say, say you're in traffic and you're running late, how do you respond? A lot of the response is instinctive automatic uncontrolled you get anxious you get worried you get angry and then you're like well how do i calm myself down you try to talk yourself out of it but that's the same part of the process it's still way too cognitive it's adding more thoughts and stories to your head and then what do you do you pop some pills you know go for a run but groundedness is you're able to actually tap into something within yourself yeah because you're aware that your existence is not simply stimuli coming at you Mm. you know but something deeper a deeper instinct no i think that's right and i think i think that the first the first thing that you talk about is quite interesting because i would say that when a lot of people have a certain sort of stimuli okay there are you know they're in a they're driving and there's some sort of road rage or someone cuts in front of them then there's always that sense that whatever reaction they have is just natural yeah, that's yeah. just natural instinct yeah. that, that you know it's like well how else could you react like yeah. that and then of course then you just do all these other things to sort of well, then deal you, with it right yeah you try to deal with the instinct the yeah. reaction yeah. yeah which is a bit like health like you have yeah. symptoms that happens yeah. let's deal with the symptoms but mm. people don't ask the question can we change the fundamental reality of the instinctive right. reaction right but you, or, can't, you can't change it in the moment but you can maybe yeah. change it over time by changing yeah. yourself because we did something I mean it was interesting I mean, yesterday I had a very long. We always have like this seminar. Yeah. It's like a it's like a workshop almost. Yeah, so we yeah. just experiment with with a different seafood, and one of the things which was happening was someone was just doing a quite a simple move. It's like yeah. a park salad. It's like a sort of a side palm strike, and what was really interesting was that whenever whenever someone sort of places pressure here, there's always this instinct of just wanting to push right just so, so if someone pushes your, your yeah middle so, of your so palm, if you had your you hand push back yeah yeah so if say okay so i'm trying to do this yeah. right and then someone just puts their finger here and it's immediately even if you're trying not to do it yeah there's there's you're trying to do this you're yeah. trying to push right you feel it you feel it yeah and if you do this and someone's trying to push there same same sort of thing resistance right yeah. instinctive it's, resistance it's, 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 it, and you know, and then the question was, oh, can we ever get rid of it? 
and like our sort of senior student or teacher was saying that well you might not ever be able to get rid of that initial reaction but you can but what he was saying was that first of all you need to try to understand why is it that you're trying to do that resistance is it because you know maybe you're trying to accomplish that move or there's something in you that's trying to resist it yeah why haven't you perhaps then just take that into your awareness too like try to find out oh what why why does it want to resist and almost let that be well and that's what people you were saying people assume that that's just natural meaning that Mm. everyone just does this instinctively like almost like we're born this way yeah you know, like with Dostoevsky's The Idiot, right? When he walks around, yeah. part of his character is he does things instinctively that are wrong because his instincts don't necessarily match the instincts of the people around him socially, yeah. right? Yeah. And they can't deal with that. Yeah. It's yeah. not that he decides to do things differently, but he just responds differently to the way they're responding in the moment. Mm. And so the scary thing is if someone tells you, okay, you don't have to have that resistance with your hand, yeah. then what does that say about reality? What does that say about your identity? Like, exactly. The very you can even look into that. Exactly, exactly. Because what, what that does, and again, this is just the physical sort of thing, is that when you do that, what it does is actually cuts off your own relation to your own body or yeah. you know, to a state or to a different mode of perception yeah. of of looking at the world and or just being, right? Yeah. I mean that's I mean that's the biggest that's one of the biggest problems I think in I mean, particularly in Wing Chun is yeah. that like people can you know, they can sort of usually attain some sort of like ability or, yeah. or or state or whatever you want to call it, but it's so easy to turn it off. Someone just touch you, yeah. and then all these other sorts of reactions or whatever just start playing. And so there it's is that sense that the other reactions are more uh, innate and stronger, yeah, and more yeah. part of who you are. Yeah, and the reaction you're aiming for is, is sort of something that is rare. Um, and only for the enlightenment. Yeah, in a exactly, way. exactly. And, and then, like and that, that, that's then. interesting because then you, and then you sort of like fetishize it a bit. Yeah. You go, oh, that's that thing that only X can do. Yeah. But you're just like, no, no, no. It's like, well, it's, it's the same with yeah. groundedness in life as well. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, I, I'll never really, I'll be calm sometimes. I'll never really be calm. I'll, I'll um, be able to work out relationships, but I'll never always be able to work them out. Or I'll, I'll know my goals and know how to achieve them sometimes, but I won't always achieve my goals. Mm. But the person who walks around and says, yeah, I know exactly what I want in life. I'm always calm whenever I want to be on top of my emotions. I know exactly what my goals are. I know when to let go of things. I know when to chase things. I'm fine with people, you know, relationships, love, all sorted. <laughs> you just want to kill that person. <laughs> but it's the person you want to be. Um, but the, that kind of person, it's an instinct change, right? It's not... It's not a deliberate uh, deliberation. It's not deliberation. No. I mean, it is. Uh, I don't know. If it's a decision or a choice, but it's not a choice with that part of your conscious brain that gets up in the morning and makes plans. No, it's and not tries that to control sort. No, yourself no, it's not that sort. No, yeah. it's not the sort of going. Oh, there's option one, two, three, four. Yeah, it's not know, the self-help book. Yeah, I think that's the value of the concept of groundedness because you've got to escape trying to control your life. Like a lot of other things, mindfulness, centeredness, even meditation, people are doing stuff yeah. to try fix a problem and control their life and get to a better state. 
Whereas I know with Wing Chun, in a physical sense, but with groundness in an emotional and yeah. kind of interpersonal sense, it's about letting go of control and just being aware, like aware of even the frustration and the failure to be grounded, right? Yeah, I agree um, with that. And then after a while, like I found I, when I become more grounded, after a while, I'm just more aware of who I am. So a lot of the time, my signs of groundedness is someone will come up to me and throw something in my face and I'll be like, no, nah, it's not for me. Yeah. You know? Right. Like, oh, yeah, that's for me. That's like, because I, I know who I am a bit more. Right. Um, and I think physically with the Wang Chung, it's similar in a way that you're, you know, the immovableness, mm. you know, the, the lack of res- the immovableness that comes from not resisting. Yeah. But yeah. accepting. Yeah. It's almost like a physical metaphor for the um, personal and emotional sense of immovableness. Yeah. Like a grounded person, you be around yeah. them. Yeah. And you're like, wow, this person's not going to be carried away right. yeah. by every wind and doctrine. They're not going to be shaken by you yeah. know tragedy and but trauma. It's also, but what's also important there, I think, is it's not like you're not interacting with people. No. I think that's no. the that's because people think of, oh, I'm immovable, then I'm just indifferent. No. Right? No, you're it's not callous. Not, it's, not, no. it's not. It's not. Maybe it's indifference in a in a sense, sort of sense, um, but it's not. Yeah, it's not callousness. It's well, that, not, that's that sense of being like a stone like yeah. you rock hard yeah. you don't shed a tear yeah. you don't fail you don't feel things but that's again control yeah. whereas the letting be and not controlling being being in the chaos and accepting it yeah. you're, you're going to yeah, be paradoxically yeah. That's, yeah. that's the thing that actually allows you then to let that come and it's, yeah. Yeah, it's the thing that you grasp yeah. um, in that same way that you grasp every other, yeah. every other thing yeah. yeah but I, I think I know for me the best approach is not to say, oh, shit, I failed, or I've gone backwards, but just to accept it. Yeah. And then you kind of laugh at it, you know, because you realize that the moment you had before when you were feeling so calm and so on top of things, and you're like, I'm the greatest, you know, I'm so grounded, <laughs> I'm so enlightened. That was just a, a moment. It was yeah. kind of, and therefore yeah. it's kind of a joke. And, and likewise, the opposite moment when mm-hmm. you're feeling like a piece of shit is also a moment. Yeah. And none of them are like more grounded than the other, no. in a sense, right? No. No, right. that's what I think. I was thinking one thing to talk about is the groundedness. It's a question. It's hard to figure out how to define it, but it's almost a question of what are you grounded in. Maybe we're all grounded in something. Yeah. But maybe some of us we have this thing where our instincts are grounded in one thing, but our desires and our thoughts and our plans and our identities grounded somewhere else. Yeah. It's like we have you know these goals for our careers and our lives. Yeah. But our actual bodies and instincts are grounded in something different. And so we're just pushing and pulling ourselves in these different directions. And we're feeling like exhausted because it's almost like there's two parts of us tugging at each other, yeah. not yeah. going the right direction. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, a lot of that time is because you grow up having an identity, right? That's yeah. not yours. It's something that's been given to you. Well, I honestly think the dumber you are, the more grounded you are. <laughs> Like stupidity is helpful for right. being grounded. <laughs> you know, like that the way we're trained to be intellectual and yeah. think about things yeah. is not helpful yeah. right. a lot of the time because you can lie to yourself, yeah. you know, like you, about your baser instincts, about your base feelings. Yeah. You can just talk yourself out of it and paint it in a pretty picture, create a little story. Yeah. Um, but if you're stupid, you just feel stuff. You've got nothing and to that's fall it. You've got nothing to fall back on. So yeah. you, you have that sort of more immediate sense. Yeah. Right. Of course, yeah. you may not be able to talk about it very much. But. No, but you often, <laughs> like you often kind of, some ways you often kind of de- demonstrate exactly what you're feeling yeah. at a deeper level 
to the world and the world then explains to you mm. what's going it's on like you're more, you're and then you porous. take it and you move on yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a sort of porosity of yeah. being that that stupid yeah maybe it's like oh but that, that person's really stupid but yeah. like but that's because they're just evaluating you on that level but but just the way but yeah. they're like oh but I really like being around him though yeah it's really fun and, or it's you know. like I hate this person's honesty uh, or right. lack lack of um, filter mm. That's why I think Dostoevsky's book is partly the idiot, right? Yeah. Like sainthood and stupidity. Well, but but idiot also is, for him, is... I don't think... I don't know if idiocy is stupidity, but idiocy is just more in the sort of older sense that it's just... You... I mean, what is the older sense of idiocy? It's this, this idea that you're... That you're just so pure. That you yeah, just don't, you're like a... As innocent as a mental defective. Yeah, like like, yeah, like, yeah. like innocence is no. It's, it, that's quite interesting. Like yeah. like like innocence is mistaken for, um, yeah, stupidity or or, or mental you know, yeah, retardedness. I don't know. Don't well, yeah. That, yeah, no, but but because but uh, like that mental retardation, like retardation is the idea that you haven't grown. Yes, and you often grow, but and that in that sense goes that's correct. In sense that's yeah, correct. because innocence is in that sense being a child, right? Yeah. yeah. So you didn't mature. Your brain didn't develop. And you kind of didn't develop the complexity that adults are meant to have. So you're an idiot, right? But, but a lot of the time... What is complexity that was, that well, was developed, right? But also a lot of the time we kind of yearn to be children again, right? Exactly. The simplicity, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, the simplicity of childlike stupidity. <laughs> right. You kind of wish you had that again. Nice and stuff. Yeah. Now, now that we're really on nice and... Yeah. Is that... I've like completely stopped eating junk food. Yeah. I didn't even say to myself, yeah. I'm not going to eat junk. Yeah. And it's true I did try to cut it down because I wasn't feeling good. I ate some pet potato chips and yeah. it wouldn't feel very good. But now I don't even, even if it's like staring me in the face, I'm like, I don't want to eat There's that. There's no desire. I don't want to eat that. Yeah, and so you're not going to go looking through the, the cupboard for chips and chocolate. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm not. Because, I mean, and someone will look at it and I'm like, nah, I actually just want a good piece of you know, good quality meat or some, some good vegetables. But in, in the past, would you go looking for junk food or would you, when you had it offered to you, feel like, oh, yeah, I kind of want that? Like, no, I think I, would, I think I would just, like, have a craving for it. Like, oh, you'd actually like, want it and go looking like, for yeah, it. Like, yeah, I really, yeah, I really feel like eating. I mean, it's hard to know sometimes, right? Because, like, there's a combination of you see it. Yeah. And there's... Or you're like, oh, okay, I'll have... So you offered it sometimes, but... Yeah. But Other times you just go looking for it yeah. because you're craving it. I'd say most of the time... You're craving it, yeah. It's strange because... And this is odd, but... Whenever I see, like, junk food... Um, sort of displayed out on a platter... Yeah. Like, this used to happen a lot, actually, in, yeah. when I was at church or yeah. in youth group. And, you know, it's kids, right? Yeah. So they just put, like... Ten different types of junk food, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like on the yeah. in the hall, right? Yeah. And I would just look at them, going, "It's just this orange and yellow crap, right?" I yeah. I had felt no desire to eat it because it, it looked so unappetizing okay. when I looked at it. Yeah. But if I was just at home, sometimes I'd be like, "Yeah, I wouldn't mind having some chips." <laughs> so okay, really and then bizarre, but right? then but when you think of the chips at home, the colors, the sight, the smell was all appetizing. I think it's because it. It's because it's in a packet, I think, and okay. it's not laid out. It's sort of like someone were to lay out everything yeah. 
in this and you can you, then you sort of like oh that's what it really is yeah but if it's just sort of in a packet and you're just taking one or well, that's interesting because it's a whole experience not just a taste yeah, thing yeah, it's yeah, opening yeah. up the packet yeah. being in your house taking out the chip you know and you might have like a beer or something yeah. with it and you know it's it's, yeah, it's almost like an erotic experience because <laughs> <laughs> it's not even just the end goal it's the whole yeah, yeah, place and situation yeah, yeah. time that's what the comfort is right yeah exactly and that's why I think you can't defeat that craving by choice and by control and by will right because you just drive yourself yeah you just drive yourself insane well there's also that going back to Wing Chun the resistance of choice and control and will I'm not going to eat this yeah and then you're looking at it actually makes the craving stronger oh, it's worse, it's it, worse. it increases it, it right the yeah. more you want to resist yeah. the more you lock up the more you're unable to to actually deal with the yeah voice, and, and in right? some ways it's a nice little game you play because mm. maybe you don't eat it at that point yeah but then the back of your mind's like well you owe yourself now yeah because yeah, you go no chips yes <laughs> chips no chips yes the next no. time <laughs> i'm gonna kill myself with chips and then I'm you're like, like well i didn't have the last suicide. time so i'm gonna go and have more <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and like you maybe you're like good for a week and you haven't eaten anything like yeah. when i used to like go fast for a month like you come back to it after that and you're like, I'm going to like physically degrade myself now because I've earned the right to humiliate myself with just chips and chicken and whatever, right? But it just shows you that the action of eating isn't the same as the craving. The craving is the desire. Like almost in like a Buddhist sense, like the desire is the problem, not even the acting on the desire. Yeah, yeah. But you do need the, you need the acting on to complete it. Yeah, yeah. The act, the acting's going to happen. Yes. Whether you do it every day and just give up, I don't care, yeah. or whether you like go out to the monastery on the mountain for yeah. two months and yeah. then come back and just gorge. Like you still, it's still the action. It's going to happen. Yeah. But I guess what you're saying with the craving now, it wasn't like you're controlling the craving by controlling your actions. Yeah. The craving just dissipated. It's just gone. It's gone. Yeah. It's out like of the it got, It's either it's either, it's. I'm not really sure exactly what it is, but it's. I think it's. I have changed a few things in my diet and I, I think it's probably just that I'm getting some of the nutrients that I need or thought I was getting yeah. from, from the chips, whatever yeah. it was, yeah. salt or yeah. some sort of pro, I don't know. So the instincts change, it's instinct change. It's like I just have absolutely no desire yeah. to now. It's so bizarre. that makes you think, what if all of life was meant to be like that rather than saying, okay, like you're talking about with just chips, right? But imagine <laughs> with like work, career, love, money, everything in life. Mm. It wasn't about having desires that aren't serving you and being kind of slave to them and fighting them and controlling them. Yeah. But it's just a matter of waking up one day and having the right desires. Mm. Like maybe that's where we're meant to find ourselves in that space. Because it sounds like you're in a space now where not only do you not desire chips, but you want to eat good things, right? Yeah. So you're in this space of healthiness. Yeah. Um, but it's not. But I'm not even constructing it as healthy. No, you didn't create the space. You yeah. found yourself in it. Yeah. So what if all of life was finding yourself in the right space? Or usually chasing some kind of dream somewhere, some comet's tail. It is. It is a strange thing because I. I mean, and I guess this was reflected in that thing that I wrote, that restless thing. Yeah. Because, it was. You do go into this world. Yeah. And you get lost in it. Yeah. But also, I had, I'd have certain times where I'm thinking, all I've been doing is just sitting down mm -hmm. in this couch and, and reading, yeah. and maybe getting something from it sometimes. Sometimes it's amazing, and sometimes yeah. it's just like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And it's strange, because some people just spend most of their time in that area, yeah. and like, you know, the whole, the sort of whole 
body sort of just deteriorates. Yeah, I mean, that's a fear I've had a long, for a long time. Like, I can have, get up in the morning, like you said, and then the day's gone, and I've just been up in my head, Yeah, you know? And then I start thinking, what if my whole life goes like that? Like, I'm almost like a spectator in my own life, you know? And you have dreams like that sometimes of, you know, not being able to stop a vehicle, yeah. or falling and not being able to hold yourself back. Yeah. And I, for me, it very much is a dream of like life passing by and not being able to grab it. Um, mm. And that's because I can have whole hours, or if not days, of just like, what just happened? I was just up there, you know? It's it's like, you know, Homer, when someone says, boy, you're really stupid, he says, wait, something good, something not good, something said, he's trying to figure it out. And then when he snaps out of his head, it's like nighttime. <laughs> it's, it's true, it happens. But for me, that again, groundedness, that's an example of ungroundedness, like an ungrounded person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know that goes back to the whole thing of the moment being in the moment and now. you can really you can really get stuck in your head and I think there's look we've our civilization has built up so much that we are able to support these sort of superstructures yeah. of really just mental abstract yeah. work yeah. right you know and I guess you have books and stuff yeah and that's that's pretty rare I mean yeah I mean you know you know Hesse talks about it in sort of the glass the glass bead so the glass bead game yeah yeah like that's for him is this sort of it, it's almost this futuristic but really monkish thing where they just it's so refined this glass bead game yeah. that you know which incorporates all the arts but is it is it really is is that really what life is you know the rest of it sort of starts crumbling around them. it's almost like artificial reality yeah. in a way yeah, it's yeah. like in, in you know Siddhartha he talks about the difference between teaching experience right yeah and he learns like enlightenment from purely experiencing the river like just staring at it and listening to its voices and not processing it at all yeah um, yeah I mean look, look, look people listen to podcasts why, why do people do that <laughs> like I think that's why laughing at yourself is very grounding. Like, just wake up and man, say, oh, I'm a piece of shit today. And just say it all over again like a mantra. I'm a piece of shit. I'm a piece of shit. I'm a piece of shit. Until it becomes non-judgmental, non-positional. Because behind every time you say, I'm a piece of shit, you're kind of saying, I don't want to be a piece of shit. Yeah. But yeah, or how dare, how dare I call myself something. Yeah. Or you're kind of saying, oh man, I'm such a piece of... You're yeah, reveling in yeah, victimhood. Yeah. But you can't do either. I'm a piece of shit. And then at some point, you just laugh. You just, um, right. I guess I'm just a piece of shit. And then weirdly enough, that the weight of it dissipates. Like, yeah. And I've had, I had a moment like a few weeks ago where I just felt, I was listening to some stupid song. And I felt like crying. Mm. And then I had this kind of like almost fantastic notion that like my daughter was going to die. Or was already dead. Yeah, right. And I was like imagining emotionally mourning her, right? And I was like, why am I doing this? Why am I, why am I experiencing this? Hmm. I, I felt two things. One, I just said goodbye to her because I, I was living with a mum. And it kind of made me realize that this is probably the, ideally for me, if you talk about goals, this is probably the goal I want in life to say goodbye to her. Like the last thing I do is to say goodbye to my daughter right. before I die. Like that's my kind of goal. Hmm. It's a pretty simple goal, you know. It's got to be in touch with her right, <laughs> and right. get along with her. Yeah. But also, I think I just hadn't felt the sense of loss for a long time. I've got a lot of people around me mm. 
who, even if they're not doing well, we're not doing well, are still there in my life and I can get along with them. So I just needed to feel lost, I think, you know? Yeah. Um, feel that sense of sadness. That's true. I and I didn't, yeah. it didn't feel terrible. Like, I feel bad to say, it didn't feel like terrible to fantasize about the, being me mourning for my daughter. Right. It actually felt like a great sense of love for her. I love her this much that I'm moved to tears about the idea of her dying. Um, and I just started thinking, yeah, maybe this is just like we talked about with Barry Long. Um, the feedback cycle of, of being up there in terms of happiness and connection. Yeah. Now I need to feel the, the loss. Right. Um, I guess going back to grounding, like you feel all these ups and downs and emotions. Do they confuse you about who you are? Or do they help you be more aware of who you are? And that, that's the million dollar question. You know? Do your feelings and your emotions mm. shake you up or do they f help you find yourself? I mean, I think someone like Barry Long wouldn't... He, he, doesn't, he doesn't like... Or not yeah. that he doesn't like, he doesn't think that being driven by the emotions means, you know, is is a good thing because yeah. you, you you just keep riding at those ups and downs, and, yeah. and that yeah. life just continues like that. So you're saying you got to find the center. I mean, <laughs> it's it's quite radical. It's yeah. You don't you don't have emotions, not yeah. not in not in a not in a indifferent way, but yeah. but but you are able to approach life in such such a way that. There are high joys and low, and, and and nevertheless you're able to face them in, in some sort of almost neutral way. Is that I don't bit, really understand it. Is that a bit like we were talking about, about separation? So you have these emotions. Like you know, one way to talk about separation is you have these emotions, but they're not happening in the same room as you. They're happening in the, the room next door. Mm, okay. You know, right? Like there's a sense of yourself, a core self, and the emotions happening outside that core yeah. self. Look, I, I think I would say this is like, I think he would say, yes, like in the, it's not so much that they're away from you, it's like they might be in the same room, but they don't affect you in that way, okay. that's all. But, you know, even he himself, obviously, strongly affected by, you know, people's deaths and all that sort of stuff. Um, it's, it's just being able to face everything with the same level of acceptance which yeah. is almost impossible right um, but 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 he says that's actually what allows you then to to deal with those sorts of emotions it doesn't overcome you it well I think for me I have like a visualization technique that helps with that the acceptance like this came from doing cambo when you feel like you're choking and <laughs> you have to purge and vomit and sometimes drinking more and can't drink more and then you're vomiting more and you're purging all this stuff out of you yeah. exhausted but like the visualization is imagine like um kind of like a flood of water pouring into you right it's a th it could be the emotion pouring into you and there's a point where you just gag and resist and say i don't want any more mm. but that's the point where it becomes confusing and unbearable yeah but if you just almost see yourself as an open conduit rather than a closed cave which is going to fill up and overflow, then you know the water can flow into you and through you. Mm, yeah. 
So imagining emotions and overwhelming situations like that means I don't put up a wall to stop yeah. the water. Yeah. I open myself up and let it flow straight through me. Right. Um, wash straight through me. And it's terrifying at first because you feel like you're going to be washed away. Yeah, you think you'll be overwhelmed by it and yeah. destroyed by it. Yeah. yeah, and you will be changed. You don't know how you'll be changed. Yeah. Like if something washes through your yeah. being. But the strength of the emotion, it's almost like it's designed to overwhelm you and go through you and then you come out the other side as someone new mm. like deep sadness deep loss I've been like that you know yeah um, but the great thing about that visualization means it's not forever the overwhelming emotion yeah will pass but it has to pass through you but don't you think behind all of that behind the efficiency behind the rush of time behind the scheduling the plans life goals is a sense of just getting things like done. It's all about finishing a yes, goal, yes. reaching a goal, finishing, ticking it off, moving on. That's true. But like underneath all of that, isn't there a sense of like wanting to finish your life? If you think about life mm-hmm. as a mm-hmm. moment of experience, isn't it just about let's get through this thing called life and then die? You know, let me get through my work today. Because what let is, me get yeah. through my tasks, my marriage. Because what, 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 is, what is after being done? Yeah. That, well, to the next part. part that's the thing we talk about with our parents, selling this to us. It's like, well, what happens at the end? Yeah. Well, you die, right? Yeah. So maybe there is that sort of like what, death fetish behind it. Like, yeah, yeah, let's yeah, just yeah. get through it, a tick off, big tick of our life and then just go to the grave. Whereas if you're thinking about immersion and expansion, you lose yourself in the moment. Mm. And... It's like the moment could last forever. Like I've had that experience. That's another thing with writing. You, when you're a writer, you feel like it could be forever. You know, yeah. like stories you write, you feel like they could go on forever. And the moment is so engrossing. Mm-hmm. The idea of mortality doesn't enter your head. You know, the idea of time doesn't enter your head. No, um, you're yeah. completely caught up. No idea. It's for me. It's the like there's there's writing, then there's sex, and then there's pain. Probably pain's the biggest one. In terms of a complete immersion into something, right? right? Yeah. Like that's where pain becomes valuable. Like you, even you, you prick your finger. Yeah. It's complete immersion. You're not looking at the clock, right? <laughs> yeah. um, right. That's maybe that's true. a test. Like like prick your like cut yourself and yeah. try and measure the time while you're doing it. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think so. Maybe we're fighting something in society that idea of ticking things off, whether it's daily daily tasks or life goals. And life itself ticking it off. Yeah. Um, and maybe that is another sign of ungroundedness. Always rushing to finitude, rushing to the end. Yeah. Because um, yeah, I, I know for me, being grounded, being conscious, expanding time, being immersed in time, all these things sort of fit together. But they're all very life affirming. I don't know how you feel when you're doing Wang Chung, when you're grounded and connected to that deeper self. It's very life. Oh, of course, yeah. It's full of possibility and opportunity and energy. It's very uplifting. It's I like think you that's don't really appeal. want to do it, but then you start, and then you're like, oh, wait, it's already been half mm. an hour. Oh, wait, I, I need to go and do some other stuff. And yeah. It's like, oh, I w- yeah. would have liked to do this for much longer, yeah. if possible. Well, I think people often get it with exercise, um, you know, but that sense of. I don't know, it's a sense of like tapping into some really bountiful energy, right? Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. And like, I know for me, a lot of when I was growing up, I felt I can't live life. I can't live, I can't do what I have to do, I can't. The idea of living beyond 40 just seemed like a pain in the ass. Like, I just, 
I felt that exhaustion about life it was like but because a lot of my life my day was like I've got to complete this complete complete right. so it's exhausting yeah. life we was exhausting taught, we, were taught, we were taught to do that in high school we had yeah. a diary and we had like oh. the to do like things that we had to do every day and then you finish the diary and you burn it and you get a new one for the next one <laughs> It was just painful, and right? One. And yeah. you're just tired and like yeah, judging and yourself. And, and the end, yeah, at the end of every period, it's like here's the homework. Yeah. Okay, like, oh, yeah. No one told us that would be our entire life. <laughs> like oh, it would no, always it'd be, be homework. Worse. It'd just yeah. be worse. It'd always be like homework except, up in your head. Except it'll just be like with motivational speakers telling you to yeah. do the same old thing, right? Well, rather than someone setting homework, you go home and you create homework for yourself yeah. in your head yeah. by thinking about planning and all this stuff yeah. and goals and I've got to. But it's, you're always exhausted. Like yeah. whereas I found the immersion experience and the grounding experience, it gives you energy. You know, like in the weird way that exercise gives you yeah. energy, right? Right. Um, so I think that's another sign of ungroundedness. It's that drain of and life. And it has that. And yeah, it's not to say that things don't happen and you know, action doesn't happen. Of course, like, yeah. But there is a sort of inner logic to the way yeah. something gets accomplished or happens. You know. Well, it, the inner logic's almost like of its own accord like it's something that is happening to you or pulling you along yeah. rather than you pushing pushing Going, pushing oh I want to do this A, B, C, D mm. like that's always you know it's this very linear model of like how you accomplish things thanks for listening to Go Nowhere Now an Adtokart podcast in the next part of this episode We'll be speaking to Nick Sun, a former stand-up comedian who is now a herbal shaman. For updates and more, you can find us at our website, addtocartmag.com. Also consider joining us on Telegram, Substack and Instagram through our website or follow the links posted below.